0: Stories about black history, 10 things your child should know, and workbooks on division, multiplication, and fractions can all be found on our website at searchblackeneducation.com. Only about 8.2% of high school students that took the math one end of course exam in Charlotte Mecklenburg schools are ready for career or college. This is based on math scores for students in grades nine through 12, who took the exam at the end of last year, at the end of the last school year. The school system wants to raise its college and readiness um, percentage to about 25 percent by the year 2024. But these numbers make it difficult for them to be on track, given that only 8.2 percent of the high school students scored at the college or career ready level, given at last year in charlotte Mecklenburg. Now, this is not just Charlotte. You can just about take your finger and point to almost any state in the United States and find that there are children in school systems where they are not performing well up to the standards of what a 21st century economy and environment demands. This is true of white children, of black children, of Latino children, but it's unfortunately true for black children when you look at disparities. Even when you account for income, when you account for middle class status, when you account for economics and socioeconomic situations, you still see a disparaging difference. And and as I said, it's throughout our country. It's it's not just black kids. It's, It's every kid. It's white kids, Latino kids. It's all throughout our country. When I think about the challenges we face when it comes to education, I really think about Fannie Jackson Coppin who was born into slavery in 1837 and whose aunt worked for $6 a month to buy her for $125 when Fanny was just 12 years old. She went about learning the hard way in whatever way she could. She went to college at Oberlin College in Ohio and was a successful student there when all odds was against her. She would go on to teach and to become a principal of a school in Philadelphia. She was such an example of leadership in her community that many people looked to her for guidance. And the school in which she worked for 37 years became Cheney University of Pennsylvania, the oldest black college in the country. And another college, Coppin State University, is named after her. She didn't have access to many resources you know, like we have today in this century, in the 21st century. She didn't have a society that supported her, obviously. She had all odds against her. But she did have some very important people, some very important adults who were in her quarter who were supporting her. And she had an immense will to learn. She had a desire to learn. I'm not saying that there aren't real barriers that we face in today's society. I know that there are barriers, real barriers everywhere, all around the world where children are undereducated and not getting the educational needs that they have, that there are real challenges and real barriers, and some people who are who are frankly in the way stopping it. But what are we gonna do as adults to, to about that? What are we gonna do as adults to address it? How are we looking at this? Are we spending enough time with our children really thinking about it and really trying to, to address the issues that we have with our children. Are we spending time doing things, other things that are, that are not as important when we really should be addressing things with our children? I think about that and I think about this weekend. I think about how many families, how many parents sat down and spent hours watching, let's say, football this weekend when the parents knew that their child or their children were not performing on grade level when it comes to reading and math. And nothing was done about it this weekend to address it. All I'm saying, if you have time to watch football with your kid, you have time to study and make sure they're on grade level.